0: All right, everybody, here we are, 547 on a dangerous night. Rain is coming down pretty hard on the Garden State Parkway, heading northbound. You know, I told people today what I wanted to discuss, and I touched on it a little bit yesterday, but I really want to discuss it further. I want to go deeper into this issue. Um, I believe it's a big issue. Growing up as a kid, the Knicks were not good. When I was a Knick fan, talking 0-4, 5 around that area, when I started really, really becoming fans, you know, knowing the players and knowing the sport of all sports, baseball, basketball, football. The New York Knickerbock is in the Marbury area. With Latrell Sprewell over there. You had Jamal Crawford coming. There was a time where Allen Houston had the injury, blah blah blah. The bottom line is, the Knicks were bad; they were a terrible team. And uh, you're coming off, you know, you're coming off the nineties where you had the Ewing days, where the Knicks were good, and the Charles Oakley. So it was a tough time for the Knicks fans, not for me really, because I just started, you know, following them. But the point is the Knicks have been bad ever since for around 90% of the time to 95% since 2004. Yep, we had some decent times when the Knicks made the big deal to bring Melo over, the signing of Amari, Tyson Chandler, Chauncey Billups. I mean, the list goes on. Chauncey Billups came with the Melo. The list goes on. And the Knicks in the first year of the Amari era, well, unfortunately, Amari came in in his first year. The the Mellow came right in after Amari could have been the MVP that year. But the problem is he was never able to stay healthy. The problem is the the New York Knicks' first year, they got killed by the Celtics. Boston at that time was just dominating. They were a great team. They even beat the Lakers one year to win a NBA Finals with the Pierce, with the Allen, Rondo, KG, Kendrick Perkins. You know this team was a great team, and uh, listen, even one NBA Finals is is great. I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine what the city would be like, New York City would be like, if the Knicks actually won an NBA Finals? They haven't won in over 40 years. It's almost... Is it 50 yet? It's probably almost 50. And the Knicks haven't won an NBA title since 72. And they came close with the Ewing. But the Knicks have just been an awful organization. And they play in Madison Square Garden. And, you know, I, I was just asking myself... You know, every time the Knicks go into free agency, you have in the back of your head this hope. that somebody's going to say, you know what? I want to play in the greatest city in the world, New York City. I want to play here. I want to play here because it's the best city in the world. And if I bring home a championship in New York City, would you imagine the parade People would go absolutely wild. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I would take a day off and go to New York City. Absolutely. To join the parade. Didn't go for the Giants in both years. But I would go for the Knicks. I will go for the Mets too. But that's a whole other conversation maybe for a different day. Talking tonight really, we're going to the deep roots of the Knicks. The Isaiah Thomas era. The Phil Jackson era. Where these two guys in the front office come in as a GM and destroy the franchise over and over again, and it doesn't help to have the worst owner in basketball, the Knicks fans are asking for the Knicks to sell the team. There's no way the Knicks are selling the team. There's no way. Why would he? You could say he's a schmuck. You could say he's arrogant and disgusting. But you know what? The dude is making a lot of money. And wait a minute, there's one other franchise that he owns besides for the Knicks in professional sports is the New York Rangers, who are not that terrible. Although they didn't win a Stanley Cup in many years, at least they made it to a Stanley Cup. At least they play good hockey. They have winning seasons. And every, um, I personally, I'm just really not a hockey fan. Straightforward. But every year, as a Ranger fan, you can go in and say, you know what? We have a chance. And you know what? For 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 a big portion of my time, up until two, three years ago, I said the same thing about the New York football giants. Every year, we have Eli Manning. No matter what team we have around us, we have a chance because we have a winning guy but as a Knicks fan there hasn't been one single season since the Mellow days since the Knicks got beaten against Indiana which is another conversation on its own and the New York Knicks as a Knicks fan, you go in and say every year the same thing, we're looking for player development We're looking to see if the Nicobacchus can develop some damn players. Not, oh, let's see if we can make a playoff run. Let's see if we make the playoffs. Let's see if we can go to the finals. And in the mellow days, you know, the decent days, not even the good days, the decent days when we got kicked out in Indiana. Did you think for a second if we would have been Indiana, we're going to get past LeBron James? Get out of your damn mind. You're out of your damn mind. So, for me, it wasn't even such a disaster we lost to Indiana because, if you think about it, we wouldn't beat LeBron anyway. There's no way. LeBron owned the East for many years. you got to give him credit to a certain extent, although the East sucked and had a couple of decent teams. And I'm not even going to say that they were ridiculous teams. But the Miami Heat cruised. But the main thing is... The main thing... Is that the Knicks fans don't go into the year thinking for a second that we can have a winning season? You know, this year, some, you know, people are saying, oh, you know, the Knicks got some young talent. They have some, they bought him Morris. They bought him Portis. They bring in Peyton. They bring in Taj Gibson, a bunch of veterans, a bunch of nice players that can play defense, maybe get this team to play damn defense for the first game I ever seen. Still, I haven't seen it. But no, 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 no. You bring in these guys, and Morris is is getting some nice minutes offensively, but I don't care about that, and I said this yesterday. It doesn't really talk to me that you score 25 points a game, even 20 points a game, Marcus Morris, because I don't see anything on the defensive end from you. I really don't. To me, that is the most important thing. It, It really is the most important thing. Is to play defense. And the Knicks haven't had a team that played defense in many years. Many, many years. And like I said yesterday. They have not played defense since the Woodson days. The bottom line is sorry for that long pause is that the Knickerbockers need to change the atmosphere it starts by the atmosphere it doesn't even you know you go to Memphis there's a certain atmosphere when you go into Memphis when you come in there they're going to give you a hard time winning the game because they're going to defend and back in the Marcus Gasol Zach Randolph days Michael Conley that time, you went into Memphis, and they were a playoff team every year, they couldn't really beat the very good teams, they weren't gifted enough offensively, especially, they got Tony Allen, you can never forget about Tony Allen, one of the greatest defenders, on-ball defenders of all time, but when you went in there, there was a sense of, okay guys, you know, we got to play smart basketball over here we got to play good defense. They can't score too much. They don't have the greatest offense, but we got to play smart basketball because these guys can defend. And we make mistakes too much, we lose this game. When any team comes into New York, it's very simple. Run the break. Run the break, and even half-court offense will pick you apart because the Knicks don't fight off screens. There's no sense of urgency defensively. When a, a rebound, I, 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 I can't tell you how many times I see... Offensive rebounds that you you, you you scratch your head. How in the world are you letting this guy get a rebound off you? Mitch Robinson hasn't shown any progress defensively. And I know he had a nice, decent year last year. He had a lot of blocks. but But really, really now, if you really watch him, come on. Let's be real. The only guy that I give credit to, who I've been ripping on and I'll still rip on, is Frank Nielke, he's the only guy that's playing defense on this team, straightforward, one guy it's very tough for Fizdale, I understand, but sometimes you gotta look yourself in the mirror, as I said yesterday about coaching, had a whole 25 minute podcast about coaching but sometimes you gotta look yourself in the mirror and say, maybe I gotta get my team motivated to play defense because you know you have NBA players in the NBA, right, the best players in the world apparently The National Basketball Association. you got the best players in the world in your league. You're telling me you can't put together a couple of games where you lock down the opponent? You barely beat the Bulls. You sucked against Orlando. I mean, forget about it. I know Boston, you came close. Tatum beat you on a game winner. But again, did you see Tatum's look? I forgot it was taken. Was it Barrett or Knox? Tatum... Had a nice game winner, but let's be honest over here, it was a wide open bucket, wide open shot, and he takes, he hits that at least nine out of ten. I mean, this team is so awful defensively. You can, it's a certain point you just can't take it. You really cannot take it. And what the Knicks need to do is switch the atmosphere of the organization. You know, sell to the players, tell the players, you're in the locker room we're discussing the aggressiveness. No one's going to come into Madison Square Garden and manhandle us. You haven't seen that for years. Kobe Bryant proved that, LeBron James proved that, Dwayne Wade proved that. Hell, I went to a game and I watched Anthony Davis embarrass us. You know, the problem is you're in New York City. You cannot let other teams disrespect you. That that's the, that's a, that's the bottom line. And a lot of teams have lost that, and every you know what the truth is, mostly Besides for the New York Yankees, who never really get embarrassed. You know, if they would have gotten swept by the Houston Astros, that would have been embarrassing. But Yankees lost in six against the best team in the ML. Well, let's just say top three. Maybe you want to say Washington because they won the World Series. I happen to think Houston lost the best team just the Nationals. Went in a run and just, you know, played very well. You know we're talking about disrespect and it's a big topic it's a big subject to talk about because you cannot let teams come into your building and ra- and just kill you 20 25 points on a nightly basis I mean it's just embarrassing and the only reason the only reason Dolan and his crew are there right now and outside the team is because they're laughing on the inside and saying, we don't have to put a penny more onto this team. We can go way under the salary cap if we really want to. And you know what? The freaking stadium, Madison Square Garden, will always be full. And they know that. Trust me, they ain't stupid. They know that very well. Which is exactly why this team has sucked for so many years. There's no sense of urgency. You know, Mark Cuban, for example, at Dallas, is a perfect example. Well, you got a, you know, pretty good pro. Right there that you have a guy that's so into the team. You never see Jim Dolan go crazy if the team wins a game. You know, you never see him in the stands. Once in a while you'll see him come to a Knick game. But when you're talking about Mark Cuban, he's a lot at a lot of games, he gets extremely into the games, competitive guy. You will never see Dallas consistently getting like blown out. He will not let that. And Dallas organization will never be an organization like the Knicks because there's a sense of urgency. And Cuban knows it. You know, they had Dirk Nowitzki for many years, over 15 seasons, Hall of Fame. They made a street name after him. I mean, this guy's a big deal, Dirk. He won an NBA Finals, Finals MVP against, you know, the super team Miami, which you got to give him extreme credit for, and how well he played. I mean, this guy played insane in that series, and they dominated the Miami Heat. Defensively, they played so well. You know, the coaching's great. The atmosphere is great in Dallas. I know they had, you know, a a pretty bad stretch now when Dirk Nowitzki got old. And they really couldn't pull together um, the right necessary pieces. Dennis Smith Jr. turned out to be a bust, which turns out a great thing for them because they were able to put together a trade to get Porzingis. And, you know, we will soon see. We will soon see. We will soon see what the Nick market trade is. It's still too early to tell if the Knicks trade was bad because... Again, we got cap space, which turned out to be nothing. But it's the end of this year that really will show you if that trade was worth it. Because... As much as you get draft picks from Dallas... As much as Porzingis... You know, that's another thing. That's another thing. How do you how do you draft a guy he gets booed by all your fans fine, that's one thing comes in and plays great, fans love him fans love Porzingis guy gets injured, guy gets hurt